This is the Technical Foul Podcast for Wednesday, March 14th, 2018. I am your host, Manny Fresh, of course, and I am glad to be back. It has been a long two weeks. I know. I know the last time that we spoke, I know we said that there were going to be no more hiatuses, no more gaps in between shows, but... There's been a lot that's been going on, man. Life life is busy right now, so I uh, haven't been able to do the podcast as much, but I promise you have my word. Uh, no more gaps, no more breaks, no more hiatuses. We are here every week going forward. Uh, matter of fact, just because I've missed the last two weeks, you will get a second show this week on Sunday. Um you know, I'm going to have a special guest. I'm still working on uh, lining some things up, but we might have a special guest. Can't can't announce too much on that, but um, still working on some things. But um, I'm trying to have a guest on on Sunday. We're going to focus more this show tonight on the NCAA tournament that starts tomorrow. Well, I, you know, technically speaking, you got the first four the playing games that started yesterday and then tonight, but I don't really fucking count those games. I don't know anybody who actually counts. Like to me, the tournament has always started on Thursday afternoon. That's I'm an old school dude. You guys know me. I'm a stickler for tradition and the tournament for me doesn't officially start until that first game on Thursday afternoon. So, you know, I'm just here today to kind of break down uh, my bracket, just kind of give you guys a preview of the NCAA tournament, kind of storylines, not really storylines, but things that I think are going to dominate this NCAA tournament. And then, I'll, of course, kind of reveal um, my bracket. And then on Sunday, it's going to be more of a normal show where we're kind of break down current events. Um, I'm trying to have a guest on to cover uh, free agency in the NFL. It's been a wild, wild couple days in the NFL. Um, I know my team has made some moves, and I'm sure your team may or may not have made some moves, depending on, uh, obviously, who your team is. So um, we'll talk about that. Um, We'll get into some NBA um, baseball starting up soon, so we'll probably touch on that. So Sunday will be more of a normal show. Tonight, I kind of wanted just to to stick to um, the NCAA. But um, yeah, so you're going to get two shows this, well, technically next week, since Sunday's the start of the new week, but whatever. You you get what I'm saying. You're going to get two shows in the next few days from me. So, uh, yeah, man. So no more breaks, no more hiatuses, no more anything, man. We're here fully going forward. So I just want to say thank you to everybody that's hit me up on social media. Um, people been like, you know, DMing me, emailing me, you know, texting me, those who have my number and be like, yo, we're going to get another podcast episode. Blah, 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 blah. So it's amazing to me. I mean, it's really humbling that people actually like hit me up and tell me like, yo, when, when is, when is the next episode coming out or when's the next, like, man, I haven't had an episode in a couple of weeks. Like what's good. You know what I mean? So, <clears throat> uh, it's, it's, it's really humbling that people actually reach out to me and, and, and check for me and, and let me know that, yo, man, they've been, they've been checking for the podcast. So, uh, it's awesome. It's, 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 it's a dope feeling. Um, I haven't been, I haven't been completely obsolete. Obviously, if you guys follow me on Twitter, I'm always active on Twitter. And then, um, I actually was a guest last week on the Dead End Sports podcast. Uh, shout out to the Dead End Sports boys, uh, Ken, BZ, FIFO, 12 Kyle, all those dudes, man. Shout out to them. I was, I was on a guest on that show last week. We had a dope show. If you didn't check it out, if you didn't listen to it, go listen to it. It's dope. Um, it's fire. Um, so I've been, I've been staying pretty busy. I've been staying pretty busy. Just haven't been doing the show. It's been a combination of a lot of things. 
I'm not going to bore you guys with that, but um, we are back to a regular schedule. I'm just saying that. No, I know I said that last time, and you, you know what I'm saying, but no, we're back to a regular schedule. So um, I'm going to do a show tonight, um, get it up and up and running, get it up and posted tonight, and then um, Sunday we'll be back with another episode. Um, but yeah, man, like I said before, um, I'm here to break down my brackets, and to me, this is my favorite time of the year. I mean, this is this is my favorite time of the year. This is my favorite time of. I, there's really two times of the year where it's like I call sports season, where if you're a sports fan, that is that is the apex of your year. It is the apex of your season, of your year, whatever you want to call it. And to me, October, you got the NBA starting up, you got college basketball starting up, you got, if you're a hockey fan, you NHL starting up, you got the MLB postseason, and obviously you've got college football and the NFL, of course, going on all at the same time. It is really a dope time to really be a, a sports fan. It's the fall season. You know, the weather's starting to change. Um, it's just dope, man. The fall is my favorite season, so that's why I, brought, I threw that in there. But um, <clears throat> it's it, to me, that's the best. that is the best time of year. But if I had to pick a second time of year, I would say, obviously, around March Madness, around the NCAA tournament. I love the NCAA tournament. It's 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 awesome. It's just a great time to be a sports fan. And this is really one of the great sporting events in the history of our country. I mean, I mean, it really when you think about it, obviously, the Super Bowl is stands on its own. The Olympics is different because it's every four years and. And, you know, it's it's more political than it is even an athletic event. So the, the Olympics is kind of in its own um, in its own category. I know the World Cup is starting up this summer and, and the World Cup is cool. And it's interesting. But if you're not a, if you're not a soccer fan, the World Cup is not really your thing. Um, and then obviously we know the history and the tradition of the World Series. But outside of maybe the World Series, the Super Bowl, I, can you name a better sporting event i know this is not just one singular event it's a it's a series of events or you know a a tournament per se but i mean can you name a better sporting event held every year i mean this is this is this is where it's at man i mean i know people that don't even watch college football college basketball throughout the regular season and they just wait for the tournament now they're more kind of casual college basketball fans like they'll check it um, you know, they'll, they'll keep up to, you know, they'll keep up to date with it, but they won't exactly follow. Like if you don't have a team that you follow, like me, I'm a Duke fan. So I follow my blue devils throughout the entire season. So, and I also watch other games and study other teams or whatever, whatnot. But if you don't really, but if you're more of a casual fan, if you're more of a guy that kind of just checks in and out of the season, um, this is your time. I mean, this is when everybody, I mean, you got my office is doing an office pool for NCAA, uh, brackets. Uh, my wife's office is doing it. I mean, you got freaking soccer moms all over the country filling out brackets so this is something that really gets everybody encapsulated everybody involved and it's it's fun it's fun doing the brackets it's fun the unpredictability of it is what gets everybody um going and it's and it's it's interesting because i was having this conversation with somebody like it's interesting because college basketball or the ncaa tournament specifically is the one sporting event that everybody loves the the playoff aspect of it the championship level of it but they don't really know the teams it's like when you when you watch football obviously when you watch the playoffs most football fans know the playoff teams they know what's going on they know who the star players are they know who the teams are they know kind of the storyline behind the season for each particular team for the most part for the most part 
you know, same thing in basketball. If you're a baseball fan, you know what's going on. You know how those teams got to the postseason. You know them. You've seen at the very least, you you know of them. And the NCAA, I mean, even if, even the the most staunch college basketball fan like me i watch college basketball a lot like i don't know half of these fucking teams like i don't know all these teams i know some of them i've watched some of them i can't sit here and tell you that i've watched Loyola chicago like i haven't i haven't watched them like i haven't watched radford you know what i'm saying i haven't really i haven't really seen murray state you know what i mean like the joe lenardi's and those guys the pros they get paid to do this shit They've seen these teams and they've they can um you know they can break down these teams with the best of them, but you know, just just normal diehard college basketball fans, I mean, you haven't seen all of these 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 teams, but you get involved and you get animated and you get hyped because it's it's a fun tournament, it's unpredictable. There's in a lot of ways there's no really exact science. I mean, a lot of people have different theories. Um like, you know, how do you win this tournament? The team that plays the best, obviously. But, it, you know, not always the best teams always win. Um, not always the teams that come into the tournament playing the best always win. Um, it, it's really unpredictable when you th- really think about it. I mean, when you really, really, really think about it, it it's really unpredictable. Um, so, you know, it's 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 a it's a fun tournament. It, it really is, and um, it's a fun time to be a sports fan. It's a it's a fun time of the year. You know, what I mean, obviously, we went through that little dead period right after the Super Bowl where nothing was going on. I mean, you know, as much as I love the NBA, I mean, it, it's really the dog days of the NBA. February, um, right after the All Star break, I couldn't pay attention to the fucking All Star game, like I said on the last episode. So, you know, so really, there was nothing really going on. So. It's fun to now finally, and now you got spring training going on, and we will do a baseball review. Don't worry, we will get into baseball. There's a lot of things I got to say about that, about that sport right now. But um, you know, spring training obviously has been has been going for the last two weeks or so. Um, you know, and then you got the tournament, so it's gonna be fun, man. So um, without further ado, I'm just gonna get into it, man. Um, I'm not going to say this is a wide open tournament. I I know we say this every year, like, oh, this is a wide open tournament. Any team can win. And and I'm kind of like with Jay Billis. Like, I don't I don't always necessarily buy that, that any team can win, because when you say any team can win, that inherently means that literally any team can win, like the Radfords of the world can win. And, And obviously we know that that's not the case. Like as as much as we love the Cinderella stories, realistically speaking, they have a shelf life, you know. Um, really in the last few years, I can only think of maybe two George Mason, um, in 2006, I believe. And I want to say Wichita state, um, a couple years, a few years ago, actually, I don't remember the year. I think it was 20, 2014 or 2013. I think the year, the year of Louisville won. Yes. Louisville. Yes. I, I'm, I'm sorry. NCAA Louisville actually won the national championship in 2013. I know you guys want everybody to kind of forget that you want to take down banners and shit, but yes, Louisville actually won the national championship in 2013. But anyway, um, you know, I think that, um, every, I think since that season when Wichita state got to a final four really, really should have won that game against Louisville. Um, that's like the closest quote unquote Cinderella's have gotten over the last few years. I mean, you always have your 12 five matchups that, you know, your 12s that beat the five C's. You always got some, some seventh seed that, that comes out of nowhere. Um, I don't know if we really want to count UConn, um, in 2014 as a Cinderella, um, 
you know, is, is UConn really considered a Cinderella? I mean, it's I know they were like a seven seed. I think they were like a seven seed, weren't they? They were like a no, no. Kentucky was the year that Kentucky got to the national championship, which was that year. They were a seven seed. So you, I think UConn was like a three or a four, whatever. They weren't a, they weren't a top three seed. I don't believe. So. You know, they weren't kind of expected to get there and they got there, but it's UConn. UConn's a powerhouse. They've got, they, you know, before that championship, they had three national championships, uh, obviously all under Jim Calhoun. So I don't think you could really classify them as a, as a, as a uh, Cinderella in the kind of the, the, the general sense, in the classic sense. But um, other than that, really, uh, most of the time, it's it's the big teams. I mean, here and there, you have now those those big teams shuffle here and there between you know Louisville and North Carolina and you know Kentucky and Duke, obviously. And but it's it's the it's the it's the known team. It's the it's the thoroughbreds that actually win this tournament. And um, so but so with that being said, I, I don't think it's a tournament that anybody can win, but I do think it's a wide open tournament in the sense that. I can see five, six, maybe seven teams that can win this tournament. Um, I think if you had to kind of you know narrow it to the teams that you think can, can win this tournament, obviously my boys Duke can win a national. I mean they're always national championship contenders. Duke can win a national championship. Um, Villa, you know, the, out of the four number one seeds, I know they're number one seeds, but could Xavier really win a national championship? I, I'm I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that, but Duke can win a national championship. North Carolina can win a national championship. Arizona can win a national championship. Um, Kentucky can win a national championship. I know Kentucky's, uh, you know, a fourth seed, I believe. Um, or no, I think Kentucky's a third seed. What is Kentucky? Kentucky's a, what the fuck is Kentucky? I think Kentucky's a, I want to say Kentucky's a fourth seed or a five seed. Um, what the hell is Kentucky? Hold on. This is, this makes for great radio. Kentucky's a five seed. So, but, I, but they're not a classic five seed. K- Kentucky's got, you know, McDonald's All-Americans all over that roster, all over that team. Um, they've kind of had an up and down year. So they're not the classic five seed in a, in a, in a, in a general sense, but you know, that team's got talent. They can win a national championship. Um, lost count duke north carolina arizona kentucky that's four um villanova that's five um kansas although you guys know my feelings on bill self and kansas i think they're a little overrated but kansas can win a national championship that's six um michigan state who i think was criminally seated low too low for this fucking tournament um they can win a national championship that's seven right there and if i'm and if i'm and if I'm really reaching, I could give you maybe two more. I can maybe give you Gonzaga. I can maybe give you Michigan. And I have Michigan going pretty far in this tournament, by the way. So we'll see. But I can give you Michigan. Definitely can give you Michigan. And I can give you Gonzaga if I'm being nice. And I guess I should put them in Virginia. I know I've gone over my seven. That's nine teams that I think can legitimately, you can literally make the case that you can see them winning a national championship. Now, obviously, all of them have, 
you know, different stocks. Like you buy this hunt, you know, you're you're higher on this team, you're higher on that team. I'm not as high on Virginia as other people are, but you have to give them the respect. They are the number one overall seed. You got to believe that they have a chance to win a national championship. Uh, you know, and obviously Nova out of the out of the four number ones. Um, I would say that, you know, Kansas, Villanova and uh, Virginia have the best chance. I'm not sure on Xavier. I'm not really sold on Xavier yet, um, but I'll get into that. So that that's nine teams that I legitimately can see winning this tournament. Um, so that's 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 a that's that's pretty good. That's better than most years. You know, that's nine legitimate teams that I could see winning this national this national championship. So um it's a pretty competitive tournament. I think it's wide open in that sense. So if you if if I had a discussion with anybody and they told me that Kentucky wins a national championship, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I would be well, I would be surprised, I wouldn't be shocked. If you told me that Arizona won a national championship, I wouldn't be surprised. Um Duke obviously wouldn't be surprised. Um you know Villanova, I wouldn't be surprised. Virginia, I'd be surprised, but I wouldn't be shocked. So, I mean, again, it's wide open. It's wide open. Um, sleepers, I don't know if there's really a sleeper. Um, I don't really think there's a sleeper team, a team that kind of comes out of nowhere. Um, I have a couple Cinderella's or teams that I think could be Cinderella's. I guess you can classify them as sleepers. Um. I I think you could classify them as sleepers. I mean, I think that uh, South Dakota State is a dangerous team. Um, I think Marshall is a dangerous team. Um, We'll get into them. I think Davidson is a dangerous team. Um, I think St. Bonnie's is a dangerous team. So I think that um, if I had to pick sleepers, I don't know. It's interesting. Do you classify Cinderella as a sleeper team's? I guess if you wanted to give me like a, a right like a sleeper sleeper team, I think Missouri. You know, now that they got Porter back, I think I think Missouri is a sleeper team. I think this is I think it's a team that, you know, they're a talented team. I mean, they got to the tournament without Michael Porter, who's one of the five best players in college basketball. And now they got their best player back. Um and maybe he's healthy enough that he can kind of he can ball out in this tournament. Um, he's he's obviously talented enough to do that. Um, we'll see. I think Missouri's a sleeper team. I would classify Missouri as a sleeper team, as a team that a lot of people may not pick or a lot of people may not talk about. But I think Missouri has a chance to make some noise in this tournament. And then of course the Cinderella teams that I that I just laid out. But as always, in any other year, before I get into my bracket, before, as always, like any year. Um, there's going to be some, some snubs. There's going to be some teams that, um, that got in that you're just like, what the fuck? Um, let's get it out of the way. And, and me, I'm an eye test guy. I, I, I don't approach sports from a, from a, um, from an analytical standpoint. Like I'm a, I'm a guy that I believe in what you see. You watch the games, and that's the information you need. I don't need stats. I don't need quadrants and all this other. I don't go by the quadrant system. I think it's stupid. I think it's dorky. I think it's. I think it's over analyzing things. I really do. Um, I, I just watch the teams, and I base my opinion. I've watched. I've watched college basketball for twenty three years of my life. I'm thirty, or I'm thirty one. I've watched. I've watched college basketball with an understanding for about twenty two, twenty three years of my life. I think I know what a good college basketball team looks like. That being said, um, let's get it out of the way first. How the hell did Notre Dame not get into this tournament, and Syracuse did? 
It's just it's just ridiculous. Every year this committee, and, and this is what bothers me about this committee. And and college football is starting to get the same way, but but college basketball has been notorious for this for years. I mean, decades they've been notorious for this. There's no consistency in how they go about evaluating these teams. I mean, every year it changes. You know, some years, you know, strength of schedule, RPI, that matters. Other years, quadrants and, you know, you know, head-to-head matter. And then other years, you know, they take into effect injuries and how injuries affected your team as opposed to teams that were healthy. And other years, they take this into an order and they don't take that. And other years, they take this into account and they don't take that into account. I mean, it just changes from year in, year out. And it's fucking annoying. It's irritating because it's like, you're not consistent. You know, I'm a person that likes consistency. Like, I want to know that there is a consistent way that you are going about evaluating all 68 teams that you are putting in this tournament. Now, of course, not every team is created equally. Obviously, you're not going to evaluate Kansas the way you evaluate Loyola Marymount or Loyola Chicago or Radford or, you know, you know, LIU Brooklyn or what. Like, I, I get that. I understand that. There's a different context for those teams than it would be for a Kansas, for a Duke, for a North Carolina, et cetera, et cetera. That being said, I want consistency. How can you how can you justify Notre Dame not being in the tournament but Syracuse? When Notre Dame beat Syracuse on the road with their two best players not in the game. I, I don't understand that. I don't understand it. And I've heard all the interviews, and I'm not the only one that's brought this up. I know this is Wednesday, so I'm, uh, you know, it's a few days. Everybody's gotten a chance to kind of, you know, dissect this every which way and you know, spew their anger towards the committee, uh, towards towards the committee. But it, it just it, I, I don't understand. Like to me, I'm fine if you didn't if you didn't take neither of the teams. Like I'm fine if you told me if you made a legitimate argument because there are some teams that I got snubbed. Middle Tennessee State got snubbed. You know, I, I thought they should have been in the tournament. I thought St. Mary's, although I can't feel too bad for St. Mary's because St. Mary's issue has always been they don't have a strong non-conference schedule. I know their coach always acts like he doesn't want to be bought. He doesn't want to play these big time teams and, and be paid off. I get that, but it's costing you tournament appearances year in and year out. So I can't feel too bad for St. Mary's, but I think St. Mary's should have been in this tournament. I can really make the case that St. Mary's could have been in this tournament. Um... So Nebraska, I can make the case for Nebraska out of the Big Ten that they should have probably been had some had stronger consideration for this tournament. But, you know, so I can't feel, you know, so there's a lot of teams that I can I can make the case for that they should have been in this tournament. But so if you were to tell me that Notre Dame and Syracuse don't belong in this field of 68, I don't have any argument. But to me, you can't sell me. That's not fair. You're not going to be able to tell me that Syracuse belongs over Notre Dame when Syracuse has done nothing all year. Now, I know why they got in, and you guys know why they got in, because it's Jim Beheim, it's Syracuse, it's a brand. We all know this. Like, my thing is, be honest. Like, when they ask you these questions, when the committee gets interviewed, when the head of the committee, and I forgot the name of the guy who's the head of the committee, it fucking changes from time to time. But anyway, when they ask you these questions, like, well, how did this team, say it. Say that, hey, Oklahoma got in, in part, not not a large part, but in part, because Trey Young is on Oklahoma, and Trey Young has been the, one of the most exciting players in college basketball this year. Say that. Like, come, like I think people would respect it more if you said it than to go out here and, and, and basically insult people, insult college basketball fans. Well, you know, Syracuse's BPI, RPI, Quadrant, blah, 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 blah. Like, what? No. No. And if all things are equal and all things are considered 
the same on the same playing level. Notre Dame beat Syracuse. Notre Dame was without their best player, one of the best players in the country, in Bonzi Colson, the entire year. The entire year. And they still managed to stay afloat. They still managed to make some kind of noise. Like, how, how do you... How do you, where, where do you evaluate the Colson injury? Because I've seen them in years past where a team has been missing their best players. I think a couple years ago, was it last year or was the year before that? Syracuse got the benefit of the doubt a couple years ago. I think it was last year when Bayheim missed like the first 20 something games of the year. They threw that into account when they were evaluating uh, um, Syracuse. So why can't you have the same, the same empathy or the same process when evaluating Notre Dame? And then I, I brought up Oklahoma. H- how the fuck does Oak? Well, we know how. But how the hell do you justify Oklahoma being in this tournament and not Oklahoma State? When Oklahoma State beat Oklahoma, beat Kansas twice on the road, they beat West Virginia. So they've beaten the two best teams in the Big 12. They, they beat them. And they've beaten Oklahoma. Yet, Oklahoma State doesn't get into the tournament. They basically have the same record. Yet Oklahoma State doesn't get into the tournament, but Oklahoma does. That's what that's what pisses people off, and we know why. And I know that everybody, you know, you could be ah, you're being cynical, blah blah blah. No, it's it's just it's just when 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 things don't make sense, you're left to think about conspiracies. You're left to have a cynical thought about them because it doesn't make any sense. It does not make any sense. How Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are basically the same team. So either both make it or both are out. I'm fine with both being out. It's not like I'm banging the drum that both needed to be in. I'm like Notre Dame and Syracuse in a sense. Like if both are in, I'm cool. If both are out, I'm cool. But you can't take one over the other. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. How do you justify that? So again, I, 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 look, I can, I can do a whole podcast episode on the NCAA tournament and the NCAA committee and how they fucking go about choosing these teams and, and ripping them apart and whatever, whatever. Um, that, that's fine. Again, I, I mean, we can, we can slice and dice that shit to the cows come home, but let's get into these brackets, man. Um, you know, because I mean, it, it's just, it's just, I, I don't understand that. I, I just, I don't understand that. I don't understand how you justify, <laughs> I don't understand how you justify putting Oklahoma in, but not putting Oklahoma State. And we know why, because Trey Young is on Oklahoma. And because Trey, and because Oklahoma at one point in the season was, was in the top three, top four. So what? So what? So what? I, I, I again, not going to get into it any further because, again, I'm, I'm going to get fucking heated and upset. Let's get into these brackets, man. Obviously, UVA, UMBC, it's going to be UVA. Um, Creighton, I'm not going to go through them all. I mean, you guys know the, the round of six. I'm going to just highlight some matchups that I think are going to be interesting um, in the round of 64 and the round of 32. Um, uh, first matchup, I would think it's pretty interesting. I think Kentucky and Davidson. I think that's a matchup that I think a lot of people are going to be paying attention to. Um, Davidson's a very talented team. They had to work awfully hard to get into this tournament, but they're a team that they can ball. Davidson is, you know, Bob McKillop's a good coach. Kentucky, this isn't your typical Kentucky team. That's a young team. That's a team that, you know... They've been up and down all year. They've, 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 you know, I've watched them a few times, and there's times where I've watched that team, and I'm like, man, this team is super talented. They've got a chance. And then there's other other times I've watched them throughout the year where I was just like, eh, 
I'm not really high on them. Um, they don't have the excellent guard play that they've had over the last couple years, especially last year with uh, with Monk and uh, Fox. Obviously, Knox is Knox is pretty good, but he's inconsistent. Um, you know, so I, you know some of the other young guys are, are are inconsistent. So, but I but I still think that Kentucky will pull. I think it's going to be a closer game than people give it credit for. It is a traditional twelve five matchup, so Davidson's going to be in that game. I'm telling you right now, that is going to be a close game, and I think Davidson's got a shot. I, I'm picking Kentucky, but I would not be surprised if Davidson pulled up the ups, the upset there. Um, just kind of browsing through these brackets. Um, Houston San Diego State is an interesting matchup. Um, Houston's a pretty good team, but I think San Diego San Diego State can play as well. Uh, that's a six eleven matchup. Those are those are always interesting. I still got Houston pulling that one out, but I'm not sure. Um, hmm, Virginia Alabama. That is a pick'em game. That is literally what we call a pickup game. A pick'em game, like. Half and half, like most people, half half of the half of the world will pick Alabama. Half of the half of the world will pick Virginia Tech. That is a truly a pickup game. Anybody can, any one of those teams can win that game. Um, the only way I see Alabama, Alabama's a Alabama's a talented team, um, but they're a young team. Virginia Tech is is talented. They play, you know, they actually. Virginia Tech, I've watched them a few times. They've beaten Duke twice. Virginia Tech is one of those teams that when you watch them against lesser competition, you're not really that impressed. But when you watch them against really good teams or in a big stage, um, Virginia Tech always kind of rises above their 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 level. So I can see Virginia Tech winning that game. But I don't know. I think I can see Colin Sexton just balling out for one game in the tournament and then kind of being trounced. So... Hmm. I don't know. I, I, this is the one matchup that I've like literally debated because I've like, I've gone, I've gone back and forth on this matchup like several times. Like I've changed my bracket up a couple times. I've, I've had, I've had a couple brackets where I've had Alabama winning and I've had a couple brackets where I've got Virginia Tech winning. So it's, it could go either way. Gun to my head right now. I'm going to go with Alabama. I don't know. I just have a funny feeling that Alabama is going to win that game for some reason. Um, Here's my upset pick. Marshall, number 13 seed over Wichita State. And I love Wichita State. I love Greg Marshall. I think he's a hell of a coach. Um, If and when Coach K decides to hang it up, Greg Marshall is 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 on is one of the short lists for me to replace him at Duke. I think he's just a tremendous college basketball coach. So I love Greg Marshall. I love that team. That team is well coached. It's a it's a very good team. It's not as good as it's been over the last couple years. Um that's why I think Marshall has a chance. I've seen Marshall play. I was really impressed with them. I saw him in a little bit in the um, in the um, in the WAC tournament or in the Conference USA tournament, and I was really impressed with Marshall. I actually think Marshall can play. Um, I think they got a chance. I you know I, I think they got a chance to be Cinderella in this tournament for some reason. Marshall's just that team. Can't you see Marshall being a Cinderella? Just you know, it's been a long time since Marshall's been in this tournament. Um, I can see them making some noise because I think that team can play. Uh. Florida St. Bonnie's, that's an interesting matchup too. Uh, I just praised St. Bonnie's earlier in the podcast. I think St. Bonnie's is a talented team. I can see I I'm gonna pick Florida to win, but I would not be surprised if St. Bonnie's pulled up the upset too, though. St. Bonnie's is talented. Uh 
I got Stephen F. Austin over Texas Tech. I, 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 I'll, I'll put it out right here. I don't think the Big 12 is as good as everybody thinks it is. I, I think the Big 12 is, a, is so overrated. I think there's two conferences that I really think are overrated. I think the Big East is overrated, and I think the Big 12 is overrated. I'm not high on the Big 12. Um, I think those teams are overrated, um, and I can see those teams having a struggle in this tournament, for real. Um, I'm not high on Texas Tech. I know they've played well. They've overachieved this year, but I can see Stephen F. Austin beating them. Um, Butler, Arkansas is a good game, too. I, I can, I, that's a pick em game, too, because Butler, we all know their history in this tournament. Butler's, it's, it feels like every year, it doesn't matter where Butler is, they're dangerous. Like, Butler can literally be a 16th seed, and Butler would be dangerous. So, yeah, I, I can see, I got Butler beating Arkansas. But I can also see Arkansas beating Butler, so that's a pick'em game too. But I got Butler. Um, Purdue, you guys know. Kansas. Seton Hall, NC State is another pick'em game. I got Seton Hall. Uh, I got New Mexico State upsetting Clemson. Yep. Clemson's Clemson struggled since they lost. Oh, boy. Um, and New Mexico State's another talented team. That's another team that's a sleeper team that's talented. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, that's all the key matchups in the round of 64 that I would be on the lookout for. Um, if everything plays out the way I'm thinking, um, then the round of 32 on Sunday and Saturday or Saturday and Sunday should be pretty good. Obviously, it's going to be highlighted by the Kentucky Arizona matchup. Um, that is going to be one hell of a matchup early on. I think two teams that I think Kentucky's seated right. I think Arizona's seated too low. We can debate about why they were seated too low. Um, another team that got snubbed was USC. How does USC finish second in the Pac 12? And they're out of the tournament. <clears throat> They're out of the tournament, but Arizona State is in a playing game. I, I, somebody explain that to me. How do you finish above Arizona State yet you get left out of the tournament and Arizona State is in the tournament? I, I, I don't. I, I I don't understand that one, but whatever. Anyway, um, so Arizona obviously they got DeAndre Ayton, who's a fucking just a man child. Um, I think Arizona is going to beat Kentucky. I, I don't think Kentucky has an answer for Arizona. I don't think he, I don't think Kentucky has an answer for DeAndre Ayton. Honestly, I don't think they can guard him. Um, I think he's going to give them fits and I can see Arizona beating, I can see Arizona winning that game. So that's one of the games that highlights, uh, here's, here's, I told y'all that this was my sleeper team and this is the team that I'm going to highlight in the round of 32 Missouri. I got Missouri pulling up the upset and beating Xavier in the round of 32. Yep, you guys are hearing it from me. Now again, I'm no fucking expert. <laughs> this is just my bracket, okay? I want to I want to be I want to be clear with this. I'm no expert. I'm no Joe Lenardi. I'm no Jay Billis. This is just my personal opinion. This is just my bracket that I'm putting out here for you guys. These are my picks. Um you guys can flame me on Twitter. I got thick skin, so it doesn't bother me if if, if this shit goes opposite of what I'm picking, you guys can flame me. I'm fine. <clears throat> anyway, I got Missouri upsetting Xavier. I don't know. I just I got a funny feeling that Missouri is gonna get on a run. They got the talent, man. They have the talent. It's just about putting it all together. I think Missouri's got a shot here. I really do. Um, South Dakota State and Gonzaga. I think that's gonna be a close game. Um, Gonzaga. I'm hit or miss with Gonzaga. Some years I like Gonzaga and they've got me down. The last couple years I have, when Gonzaga has been the number, the last year I wasn't high on Gonzaga and they got to a Final Four, they got to a championship game, they should have won that game. So I'm I'm back and forth with Gonzaga. I can see Gonzaga winning that game, but again, South Dakota State's going to be dangerous. 
Um, Michigan-Houston. I think Houston matches up well with Michigan, but I think Michigan's going to win in the end. Um, Providence-UNC. Nobody cares about that. Alabama-Villanova. Alabama's going to get trounced. Um, Here's another upset. Again, not an expert. This is just my picks. I got Marshall upsetting West Virginia. I'm not, I'll go out of here and I'll, I'll say it. I'm not high on these teams, these, these, I call them muck it up teams. And West Virginia, they're not a, I don't think West Virginia is a great offensive team. I know they've been better offensively this year than they have been in the past. But West Virginia, I, I, I put West Virginia, Cincinnati, Virginia, to a certain extent, Xavier in the same kind of bucket. They're these muck it up teams, as I like to call it. They're teams that, you know, they're defense first, they're offense second, they're they're physical, they're rugged, they want to slow, they want to control tempo of the game. You know, they're they're teams that they're content winning a a, a 45 to 37 game. That's how they want to play. That, those are, I know Cincinnati's a little bit different this year. I know Cincinnati, and I know Xavier to a certain extent is a little bit different this year. They become a little bit more proficient on offense but again i still don't i you're still gonna have to prove to me that in a big spot cincinnati can score uh, you're just gonna have to show me that you're gonna have to show me in a big spot that virginia is gonna be able to score i i just don't trust them so i throw those teams in a bucket and i and west virginia i just i think they're boring i i i don't know i know they got daxter miles and 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 the dude with the fucking the, the dude that looks old as shit that's in college um i, I again i I don't love I don't love West Virginia. I know their press is difficult and their defense is always going to be a factor and Huggins is a is a is a mastermind, but I can see Marshall upsetting them. I really can. I, I just I'm not high on the Big Twelve and I'm not high on West Virginia. Again, they're gonna have to prove to me that in a big spot they can score. And Marshall's gonna score. Marshall can score. So we'll see. We'll see. Again, I'm not an expert. I'm just I'm just going by what I see. I'm just going by what I feel. So don't flame me too hard. <laughs> but anyway, um, Stephen F. Austin over Florida. That's another upset pick that I got. Stephen F. Austin's a really good team. Florida, Florida's. A, I saw Florida early in the year, and I thought, man, this team is going to be a fucking Final Four team. And they have really underachieved this year. I, I don't know what's going on with, with Florida. Chioza, they got the dude... Um, um, the dude that transferred from Virginia Tech or from, I forgot where he transferred from. Y- y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, they got the other dude. I mean, they got the other forward there. I mean, I-, I thought Florida, when I saw Florida early in the year, they really should have beat Duke. They had Duke dead in that night, in that Phil Knight, uh, Phil Knight tournament in Oregon um, at the start of the year. I thought Florida was like, man, I think this team could be a Final Four team. And they've really underachieved. So I don't know what Florida we're getting. I really don't. I, I, you know, again, I had St. Bonnie's giving them a game, so I'm not high on Florida. So I think Stephen F. Austin's going to beat them. Uh, Purdue Butler. Purdue's going to be competitive, but I think Butler, you know, I think, or I think Butler's going to be competitive, but I think Butler, uh, Purdue pulled, uh, I can't fucking speak. <laughs> I think Butler will be competitive, but I think Purdue will pull it out. Uh, I think Isaac Haas is going to be way too much for them in the low post. Um, Seton Hall, Kansas. No. I got Oklahoma beating Rhode Island, so I think Trey Young goes off for one game, and then I think uh, Duke and Oklahoma, which will be an interesting matchup. But I think Duke, um, I think we'll kill him inside with uh, with Bags and um, with Wendell. I, I don't think they can guard us. Um, and I'll get I'll I'll break down my prediction on Duke um, as we get on in the tournament. Um, 
And then obviously we got my sweet. So my sweet 16, I've got Virginia and Arizona. I got, I got Miami and Cincinnati. I got Missouri and Gonzaga. I got Michigan, UNC. I got Villanova and Marshall. I got Stephen F. Austin and Purdue. I got Kansas and New Mexico State. And I've got Duke and Michigan State. Now, let's get the big matchup out of the way first. The two big matchups that are going to highlight the Sweet 16 are obviously Virginia and Arizona and Duke and Michigan State. I'll go with Duke and Michigan State first. So, basically, you guys know I'm a Dukey. I love my boys. Um, I think we're the most talented team in the country. And I know I can say this every year. And I know I say this every year. And I get flamed and torched for it when they fucking lose to Lehigh or some shit. I, I think... I think this year we are the most talented team in the country. Again, talented. Are we the best team in the country? No. Are we the most talented team in the country? Yes. Do we have the most upside of any team in the country? Yes. I'm going to give you two keys to Duke. If these two keys happen, and I'm, you guys can kind of get a grip of where I'm going with this. So, I'm, If these two things happen, I think Duke, well, three things really. I think Duke is going to cut down the nets in San Antonio. Number one, our defense has got, has got to improve. I I think we've got to play better defensively. And we have the, uh, and this is what pisses me off. Like, we have the potential. Like, we have the ability to be a very good defensive team. We just have these mental lapses. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's just, it's so annoying. It's, uh, it's, it's infuriating. Number two, I think Gary Trent. The offense has to now run through Gary Trent in the perimeter. Like I think Gary Trent has to take the the predominant of shots in the in the perimeter. Like I think Gary Trent has come on over the last really all year he's played well, but I think really in the second half of the season he's really come on to a whole nother level. Grayson's inconsistent. I love Grayson, but Grayson and he's up, he's down. Some games he shows up, he plays well. Some games he doesn't. I, I, they need a good Grayson too, but I think Gary Trent has to be our guy. You know what you're going to get out of Bagley. In a lot of ways, you know what you're going to get out of Wendell. I think Gary Trent is our X factor. And another guy that I think is our X factor, I think Trayvon Duvall, man. I've said it all year. He's our X factor. When he plays well, we're unbeatable. Like when he plays well, the comeback against North Carolina, like when he plays at a high level, I think we're the best team in the country. I really believe that. I really, really believe that. It's just been, he has just been consistently inconsistent. You watch him some games and he's like, man, this dude is fucking talented. And then you watch him in other games and he just can't, he, you know, I thought he killed us on Saturday night against, or on Friday night, last Friday night against uh, North Carolina. Now he did hurt his ankle, but he just, he just played shitty in that game. And again, he's our X factor. More than Grayson, more than Gary Trent, he's our X factor. I'm telling you, if Traven, if Trevin Duvall plays up to his potential, I don't think anybody can fuck with us. I really believe that. Will we get that? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that they're gonna. All these things are gonna happen. So I'm. 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 I'm a Duke fan, of course. I gotta be fucking positive, and I'm not gonna sit here and tell y'all, oh yeah, Bags is gonna fucking play terrible, and Wendell Carter is gonna be fucking terrible, and Gary Trent won't be able to fucking hit the, the, you know, the water off a boat, and Grayson's gonna trip. So I'm like, of course, I'm not gonna be all negative and shit. Of course, I'm gonna be positive when it comes to my boys. But anyway, 
I got a lot of people that that are that you know all the pronosticators, all the experts that Michigan State's going to beat Duke. We match up well against Michigan State. We played them early in the year. We beat them. We always beat Izzo in the tournament for some reason, or at least the last few years we've been, we've we've handled Michigan State. Um, I'm not I'm not scared of Michigan State. Michigan State to me is another team. They're, they're similar to Duke. Like I think Michigan State, if they, I, I said it coming into this year, I thought Michigan State and Duke were the two most talented teams in the country. Like I thought Duke and Michigan State. If everything broke right, I thought that could have been an, uh, at least a Final Four matchup. Obviously, we're getting in the Sweet 16. Um, so Michigan State is similar. Um, I don't know. I just I, I I don't have. I'm not as scared of Michigan State as other people as other Duke fans are. I think we can handle Duke. I, I think really think we can handle Michigan State. I think we match up well against them, um, and they're inconsistent from the perimeter. You know, they're a team that now we're not a great shooting team. This isn't a prototypical Duke team that's that's great from the perimeter. We're not exactly great from the perimeter. We have a we have two guys that can hit perimeter shots. I know Bags can shoot threes. I know Wendell can shoot threes, but realistically our 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 perimeter offense really basically runs through Grayson Allen and Gary Trent. And if they those guys are not on, yeah, yeah, we're not on. I get that. But Michigan State's in that same boat too. So Michigan State's a little bit inconsistent from from three point land, so um, I'm not scared of Michigan State. So I'm going to say Duke is going to beat Michigan State. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think Duke pulls it out. Um, and then obviously the second blockbuster matchup of that of uh, of that Thursday Friday night is going to be UVA in Arizona. Um, I think this is where Virginia meets its match. I really do. And Virginia lost its six man, so they're not you know they're not going to have their six man who's a very talented dude. Um, I forgot the kid's name, but he's talented. Um, they're not going to have him for the tournament. So I, and I just think I don't think Virginia has an answer for eight, for eight either. Now I know Virginia is a is a very good defensive team, and they're going to try to pack it in, make eight and pass. But I just think, and I, I think now I will say I think Trier and the other guys on that perimeter are going to have to play well. Those guys on Arizona are a little bit inconsistent, but I, I just think Arizona is going to be too much for Virginia, especially Aiden. I can see Aiden balling out in that game. I don't think Virginia has anybody that can stop him one on one. They're going to have to pack it in. They're going to have to double team him. If I'm Virginia. I can't let De- I can't let DeAndre Ayton beat me. If I'm Virginia, I gotta let I gotta I gotta let Trier. I gotta let the other dudes beat me. I, I'm not gonna let DeAndre Ayton beat me one on one. So, but I don't know if they'll be able to stop him. That's the thing. I don't know if they'll be able to stop him. So I got I got Arizona beating Virginia, man. I really do. The other matchups basically go as chalk. Um, you know, I got I got Cincinnati beating Miami. Um, even though I'm not high on Cincinnati, I got Cincinnati going to an elite eight, um, Villanova over Marshall. I think that's where Marshall's, uh, magic carpet ride runs out. I got Purdue over Stephen F. Austin. I got Kansas over New Mexico state. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And I got, oh, and that's, well, there's three real, I forgot. I forgot. There's three really good matchups. You got Michigan and UNC in the sweet 16. If my bracket plays out the way I got, um, I, you know, me and my feelings towards that university that wears baby blue. So they shall remain nameless. Uh, but I think Michigan's going to be a little bit better than them. I think Michigan's a little bit more consistent from the perimeter. Um, you know, Carolina has the advantage down low. Um, 
To me, the X factor for Carolina is Theo Pinson. If Theo Pinson plays like he played in the ACC tournament, I think he's their best player. Like to me, Theo Pinson is their best player. Like when they when they're at their best, Theo Pinson is, and he's going to be a great. If if I had to say one, I, I can't say I like anybody in North Carolina, but there's one guy that I respect. There's one guy that I fear is Theo Pinson. That dude is going to be. I, I'm telling y'all right now, that dude is going to play 15 years in the NBA. He can do a little bit of everything. I I, I love that kid. But I think if Theo Pinson plays well, I think I think North Carolina has a chance to get back to a Final Four. But I don't know. I, I think Michigan is on a. I think Michigan's a talented team. I like Beeline in the tournament. I think Michigan is dangerous. I think they're going to beat North Carolina. So uh, my Elite Eight, uh, my Elite Eight is. Uh, let me get to switch my screen here. I've got Ariz- I got a matchup of Arizona and Cincinnati. I got Gonzaga, Michigan. I got Villanova and Purdue, and then I go. Of course, I've got Duke and Kansas. Um, let's start off with Arizona and Cincinnati. I don't think Cincinnati has enough to 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 stop Arizona. I think Arizona advances to a, a Final Four. I think Sean Miller gets to his elusive Final Four that is, you know, that has, uh, you know, that has uh, eluded him his entire career. Um, Gonzaga, Michigan, I think that's a good game, but I think Michigan wins. Uh, I got Purdue over Villanova. I think this is where Villanova, I think Isaac Haas is going to be a problem for Villanova down low. I know Villanova can shoot. I know Villanova can score. And I usually love guard guards, and I love teams with predominantly guard-oriented teams in the tournament, but I just, I don't know. I don't, I, I think... This isn't the same Villanova team. I think they're missing something a little bit. Um, I can see Purdue, and I think Purdue is another team that's due. I think Matt Painter is another coach. He's a really good coach that's due to get to a Final Four. I got Purdue beating Villanova, and then I got Duke over Kansas. I, I just, I'm not high on Kansas. Kansas is up, they're down. I'm not high on that. I'm not high on Kansas. I'm not high on Bill Self. Um, I think they got enough to get to an elite eight, but I just think it. I think if we play again the way we're capable of playing, I don't think I don't think Kansas can match up with us. I really don't. I think we'll beat them. So I've got a final four of Arizona. Of course, I got Duke in my final four again. This is my boys. I'm not going to tell y'all that Duke is going to lose in the first round. Like, come on now, son. Like, I'm I'm not doing that. So, whatever. I know the hate is coming online. You got fucking Duke in the final. Four. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I got Duke in the final four. Whatever. Um, so I got a final four of Arizona, Michigan, uh, Duke, and Purdue. Um, Duke and Purdue, man. Damn. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm scared of Purdue because I think Purdue's a really good team. Vince Edwards, uh, the other Edwards kid, Isaac Haas is a fucking just, just a monstrosity of a man. Um, I, I just like Purdue a lot, but I just think we got a little bit more talent, um, or a little bit more dynamic offensively than that team. So I think that's what's going to get us through it all. Um, and then I got Michigan beating Arizona. I, I think Michigan, their guards, I think Michigan's getting better defensively. I think this is where Arizona's kind of you know, run ends for them. I think Aiton's going to have a good game. He's going to have a really good tournament, but I think, I don't think it'll be enough to match up against Beeline and Michigan. So I got a matchup in the, in the national championship game of Duke and Michigan. Um, and I got Duke 77, 71 over Michigan. So that is my pick. That is it. That's who we're going with. That's who we're rocking with. Duke, Michigan, 
for the national championship, and I got Duke winning 77-71. Coach K wins his, you know, Coach K wins his fifth national championship. And uh yeah, that's it, man. That's 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 what we do. You know what I mean? That's 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 what we do. So uh no matter of fact, damn, I'm fucking up. I'm fucking up. Coach K wins his sixth national championship. And uh obviously two ninety one, ninety two, uh two thousand one, two thousand ten, that's four, two thousand fifteen, that's five, and then obviously this year will be six. So I'm fucking up. I'm having a brain cramp. Coach K will have his sixth national championship. Uh, six for the program as well so yeah man that's that's my uh that's my tournament man that's my brackets again don't flame me too bad uh, again i gotta pick my boys man if you're a real fan of your team if you're an arizona fan are you gonna pick against your boys unless uh, unless like arizona's like a 10th seed or some shit like if you're a if you're a if you're a fucking you know miami fan i don't think you can be really too optimistic about them if you're a, a fucking radford fan i don't think you can sit there and say yeah radford's gonna get to a national championship game i mean i think i think there you have to be a little bit realistic but i mean if your team is one of the big eight or nine like of course you're gonna root for your team to get to a national championship game of course you're gonna pick them you know if you're a true fan you're gonna pick them you know what i mean so you know i got my boys so don't hate don't be don't be mean to me on twitter I don't give a fuck anyway, but whatever. Don't flame me on Twitter too much. Because uh, <laughs> I know y'all haters. I just, I can tell. I already know y'all. I already know y'all going to come out the woodworks and going to flame me like, oh, how can you pick Duke? And Duke is this. And blah, 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 blah. Y'all may not even get out of the fucking random 32. Da, 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 da. So I already see it coming. So all I can say is bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. I'm not, I'm not scared, bro. I'm not scared. So, but yeah, man, Duke, Michigan in a national championship game. I struggled with that pick too. Cause I, 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 I can see Arizona winning that game and I can see Arizona Duke in that game. And that will be a fun matchup. Aiden and Bagley. Um, I struggled with it, man. I struggled with it so much. Cause I was like, fuck, I could easily make this Duke, Arizona instead of Duke, Michigan. But I'm going to go with my gut and I'm going to just say Michigan advances to a national championship. Now, Michigan's interesting because the Big Ten did this stupid thing this year where they wanted to play their game, their 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 the eight, their, their Big Ten tournament at Madison Square Garden, but they had to book it a week earlier than everybody else. So while it was still a week left in the regular season for basically every other Division One program, um, the Big Ten were playing their, their conference tournament. So their conference tournament was played a week earlier than everybody else's. So... So Michigan's basically been off for about two weeks by the time the NCAA tournament starts. Um, so that's going to be interesting. That is going to be interesting with Michigan because um, that can work either way. Michigan can be really refreshed and really hot or uh, and really ready to go, ready to go out there, chomping at the bits to go out there and play, or that can be a deterrent for Michigan. They can kind of get into a cold spell. They've been off for almost two weeks. You know, Sometimes when you have momentum as a team, you want to just keep playing. You want to just keep going and playing and playing and playing and playing. You don't want to take a couple games off. And, and in this case, they're taking, you know, 10 days, what, two weeks off? So... Um, I, Michigan's interesting. Michigan's an interesting case because we're going to see, because we haven't really seen that before. Most conference tournaments are all around the same time. So most teams have the same amount of, 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 of time between the conference tournament and the actual tournament starting, give or take, give or take. Obviously, if you're a, if you're a, one of those teams in those playing games, obviously you're, you're. Your time off will differ, obviously, but for the most part, I mean, everything has been the same for the, for the longest period of time. So now you're seeing a team that basically played their conference championship two weeks ago. 
starting the NCAA tournament. So will they be cold or will they just be business as usual? So that'd be interesting. I think they'll be business as usual. I'm a I'm a huge fan of John Beeline. I I, I love that. I'm a huge fan of that team. I think that's a talented team. I don't think they'll run into any problems, but I, I think it will be interesting to look at it. Um, I know I talked about it earlier. Um, how did SE? Um, there's been a lot of talk that the uh, some of the teams that were indicted in an FBI scandal from uh, the beginning of the year um, were left off. Obviously, Louisville was snubbed. SC was snubbed. Arizona was seeded as a fucking as a four seed when you can make the case Arizona at n- no lower than a two seed. Um, I thought I thought North Carolina was seated way too high. Like, well, how is North Carolina a two seed, but Michigan State and Arizona are are threes and fours respectively. I, I, that's to see again, this is this committee. How the fuck? Like, again, I thought, I think North Carolina is a little overrated. This is not a very good, I mean, this is a good North Carolina team. And again, I think if Theo Pinson plays well, I think they have a chance to get to a final four, but I don't think they're more talented. I don't think they're a better team than Arizona. I don't think they're a better team than Michigan state. So again, I, I don't know. I don't understand that. I don't understand that one. I don't know. I thought the committee overrated North Carolina. So I think Arizona I think Arizona and Michigan State should both be on that two line to be if yeah if you're if we're being honest. I think Michigan I think Michigan State and 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 Arizona should both be in that two line, but whatever. So yeah man, that's my bracket, man. That is my tournament. That are my that is my picks for the NCAA tournament. Um again, I am no expert. I I do not have a a a crystal ball here. I'm not Cleo. I'm not Walter Mercado for all my Latinos out there. I, I can't look into the future. I can't read the cards and prognosticate what's going to happen. These are just my picks, my educated guess, and some are not so educated. I just kind of just I guessed. Oh well, whatever. I like to tell. I like to sit here and tell y'all that I fucking you know I, I evaluated the quadrants and the BPI, RPI, ROIs, and you know whatever. No, I just I've watched a lot of these teams and I just base on what I think, what I see, and what I think. And again, you know, I pick Duke and Michigan. Now watch it be Kansas and Villanova, or watch it be you know Virginia and, and fucking Purdue, or watch it be you know I don't know. Nah, it's not gonna be St. Bonnie's, but you know, watch it be West Virginia and fucking you know Cincinnati for the national championship. Uh, for America's sake, I hope not, because that will be a fucking snorefest. But whatever. But I mean, that could, that could happen. So, so for all I know, that that's that's our national championship pick. So, but no, nah, I think I, I, I. Now this was based on my heart because obviously I'm a Duke fan. So, but I mean, I, again, there's nine teams that I can see winning national championship or being in this game. There's nine teams. And that's and that's a legitimate nine teams, a legitimate nine teams. I'm not like I'm not reaching on any of those. Like that's a legitimate nine teams that I can see winning a national championship. Well, maybe Gonzaga is a little bit of a reach. Maybe Gonzaga. But I mean, even Gonzaga, I mean, they did get to a national championship last year. They still have Jonathan Williams. So, I mean, it's not too out of the realm of possibility. So. So, yeah, man, that, that's that's my tournament. So we'll we'll see. Files of the week, and uh, my file of the week is to the University of Connecticut, UConn, and their whole handling of the whole Kevin Halley situation. Uh, now, let me be fair here, okay? I, I can't knock UConn for firing Kevin Halley. I, I, I just can't. You know, 
He won a national championship in 2014. It's been four years. They've missed the postseason now for two straight years. Um, that team has been going nowhere. Um, leaving the Big East really, really hurt that school. Um, it was one of the few schools that really was hurt, affected by leaving the Big East. They should have never left. I don't care what. I don't care. I, UConn football isn't that great. Isn't that much of a money maker that it should impede them from from being in a basketball conference of of stature and legacy like the Big East is. They should be in the Big East. They should go back to the Big East. If I was anybody with any kind of power at UConn, I would I would tell the football team, you know what? Play as an independent. Fuck off. Whatever you got to do. And we're going back to the Big East. Because them not being in the Big East, not being in their rivalries, their natural rivalries with Syracuse, with Georgetown, with St. John's, I think it's really hurt that program. But but whatever. Be that as it may. That's a separate that's a separate discussion. I don't have a problem with UConn firing Kevin Ollie. And if you guys aren't aware, um, UConn initiated termination, the termination process on Kevin Ollie this week or late last week and going into this week. Um, and they're trying to do it for just cause, saying that there's a looming investigation um, on, the, uh, on the school or on the athletic program. And then, of course, you have um, the two losing seasons. Um, so they're trying to initiate a just cause. Now, all the just cause is, is now, if you guys are familiar with the contract laws and the contract rules, if they fire Kevin Ellie with just call or under quote unquote, just cause they're, they're not on the hook to pay him $11 million, which is what would be owed to him because of a buyout option or a buyout clause or whatever you want to call it. Um, so if they fire him with justification, they don't have to pay him the $11 million. Now, if they just outright fired him, Obviously, they would have to come to some to some kind of settlement to pay him that eleven million dollars because that's what's contractually owed to him. This is my biggest problem. We all know you want to fire Kevin Ali, and we don't think that you're wrong for firing Kevin Ali. At least I don't. Twenty fourteen was a long time ago, and you could be and, and and let's be real. And I like Kevin Ali as a coach. I like Kevin Ali. I think he's a solid head coach. I think if he's on a market right now, I think he can get a job tomorrow. I think he's a good coach. I think a lot of the things that have gone on at, at UConn haven't been all of his fault, but I think he has to bear some kind of responsibility. I don't, it hasn't been all his fault, but he has to bear some kind of responsibility. But let's be honest here. It's been a long time since 2014. You can make the case that he won that national championship with Kevin with uh, with Jim Calhoun's players. Ryan Boatwright, Shabazz Napier, that that was those were guys that were brought in by now I know Kevin Ali had a role in it, but those were guys that were brought in by Jim Calhoun. That, that's Jim Calhoun's team, predominantly, that won that national championship. So you can make that case. And they've missed the postseason now. They haven't been in the tournament for two years. And for UConn, that's just unacceptable, as it should be. I have no problem with that. But my problem is, is this new trend going around in college basketball and college sports now that these teams are trying to get out of paying money to these coaches that they want to get rid of and fire. So what they do is they finagle, they find their way to kind of make it just cause to just to fire guys and get out of being cheap and be cheap and get out of fucking paying these these out clauses. And I really have a fucking problem with that. Not because I'm some legal stickler that, you know, I want to see everything by the book. My whole thing is, if you're going to fire a guy, if you're going to have the balls to fire somebody, go ahead and fire them. Fire them outright. 
Why go through this rigmarole? Why go through this? So why try to amplify something? Why try to make things bigger than what they are to just to have some justification to fire the guy? No, fire the guy outright. Pay him the $11 million. First of all, it's not like UConn doesn't print fucking money. They print money. So UConn's got it. It's not like UConn's hurting for money. That's one thing that I can assure you guys. UConn is not hurting for money. UConn can afford to pay Kevin Ali his $11 million. Okay? Now, you don't even have to write him a full check for $11 million. I'm sure you guys can come to some kind of settlement, pay him $6 million outright, and then you know you can pay him the remaining five or so uh, in installments or whatever. However, there's ways around shit like that. Obviously. We've seen it before. UConn's just being cheap. They don't want to pay. And, and I think they're hurting themselves by the way they're handling this. this is, and, and this is the problem with hiring guys that are a part of, quote unquote, the family. You know, you hire former players, former great players, legendary players, guys that went to the school. In the end, when it is the end, it's always ugly. It's hard to fire. Like, let's say, let's say Georgetown, for example. Let's say if Georgetown doesn't show a market market improvement in the next three to four years, eventually they're going to have to fire Patrick Ewing. And how do you fire, if you're Georgetown, how do you fire Patrick Ewing? How do you fire the best player your program has ever produced? It's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly. And I think it's getting ugly at, at UConn because how do you fire a guy who's quote unquote a part of the family? A guy who has had a lot of success at UConn, was a very good player at UConn, and then obviously won you a national championship. Be that as it may with Jim Calhoun's players, he won you a national championship. You can't take that away from him. And now you're in a situation where it's getting ugly. It's getting messy. He's he's contesting that, obviously. And I think UConn's making themselves look horrible here. My thing is, I don't have a problem with you firing the guy. If you told me today, Manny, we want to fire Kevin Ollie because of this, that, and the other, okay, fine. Or because he just we just want to go in a different direction, you know, Two straight seasons without an NCAA tournament appearance is just unacceptable. Blah, blah, blah. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. I have no problems with that. But when you come up with this phony just cause and try, and you, when everybody knows that you're just looking for an out of that $11 million buyout, that's my problem. That's my problem. And if that's what you're doing, I know that they can't say that. I know realistically, I live in the real world, they can't outwardly say that that's what we're trying to do. But I mean, go ahead and fucking say it. Or you know what? Just go ahead and fire the guy and eat the fucking eleven million dollars again. It's not like North. It's not like UConn doesn't have the money. Okay, I'm not going to believe that that they don't have the money. It's not. This isn't you know you know South Brooklyn State College that eleven million dollars is a lot. Uh, it's a hard check to write. And I get it. It's not my money, so it's easy for me to say, yeah, go ahead and just give somebody eleven million dollars not to work for you anymore. But again, if, if you're going to make that decision, if you're going to pull that trigger that you're going to fire a guy and that you don't want him to be your coach anymore, then be upfront be, be up about it, be a G about it, and just say, you know what, Kevin, see ya. It's been nice to know you. We got to go in a different direction. And pay him the $11 million or pay him half of it and then work out a settlement where you pay him for the next three years or so, or next five years, a million dollars, whatever, however you want to figure it out. They got smart accounting, uh, smart accountants and smart accounting people, I'm sure, in their university that they can figure this shit out. So that's my follow of the week. The University of Connecticut and their, ha- and their handling of fucking Kevin Ali. Because I think Kevin Ali deserves a little bit better than that. And again, I'm not against them firing the guy. I have no loyalty. First of all, I'm not a UConn fan. I have no loyalty or attachment to Kevin Ali. I think he's a good coach. You know, I think he deserves better. I just have a problem with the way they're doing it. That's all. So that's my foul of the week. UConn, they get a foul. 
Um, yeah, man, as always, I'm going to get up out of here, man. But just thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for being a part of the TFP Nation. We always, always appreciate y'all, man. Um, it, it's amazing. It's truly humbling that as many people listen to this podcast as you guys do and reach out to me, give me feedback, give me input. Um, you know, we haven't done a show in two weeks and people have, you know, DMing me, texting me, telling me we're always in this episode coming out. I mean, it's just, it's, it's really humbling. It's really special. It's a special feeling. So, I, you know, I know I say that not to get too sappy at the end of every, every show, but I mean, it's just, I, you know, I'm just really thankful, man. You know, without you guys, there wouldn't be a podcast. There wouldn't be a show. You know, if people don't listen, who the hell am I going to talk to and who the hell am I going to talk, you know, who am I going to make this show for, you know, if not for you guys, the listeners. So thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at the Manuel Brown. Also follow the show podcast or the show Twitter page at the TF podcast one, the TF podcast one. Also follow the brand new Instagram page that we just created. We only got like three pictures up. So go follow, go support that, that page. It's the TF Podcast on Instagram, the TF Podcast. And then, of course, on Facebook, the Technical File Podcast. And then, of course, also join our fan group page, the TFP Nation. So, um, as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for the word of mouth, putting your friends on, your homies on, your, your brothers, your sisters, your cousins, your aunts, your girlfriends, your mistresses, why, whoever you put on the show, man. I, I, I thank you so much for doing it. Um, like I said before, or like I said earlier in the show, I will be back on Sunday working on a guest to come on on Sunday. It's been more of a normal show, more normal current event show. Um, we'll, you know, we'll definitely touch on free agency. It's a lot of shit to get into with free agency. It's going to be interesting. Um, I mean, it's I mean, there's still there's still more moves to be made. I mean, where's Sue going to end up? Where's Matthews going to end up? Uh, Tyron Matthew going to end up? I mean, it's 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 a lot of lot of big names still out there. Um, so there's a lot of things to get into by the time Sunday rolls around. I mean. Who knows what is what's going to be happening with with free agency? So, and then of course we'll get into a little NBA. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. So be on the lookout for that episode. I'll get this episode edited and up. It should be up by tomorrow morning. So yeah, like I said, man, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. I am Manny Fresh, and we are out. Peace. Serious sound.